Hello friends, if you are listening to this episode live, then it is the first Monday of a new year, 2021. We made it through 2020, woo! (laughs) Oh my, I have so much to say about 2020. You know, God just really helped me, I believe, to thrive and not just survive. But I think I'll talk about that more later. But today, I just want to encourage you to start incorporating God into your movement and even a greater way this year. And in order to help you, we have created a brand new challenge called Momentum. It's a 21 day move your body challenge. And this challenge is going to help you be able to start a habit, small but mighty habit of moving your body just 15 minutes a day. That's how I started and I've stayed consistent over the last two and a half years. It's just been incredible, more consistent than I've ever been in my life. And it continued to increase and, you know, I got as you know, giving me other habits to stack on top of this, but we want to walk with you and just um, be able to help keep you accountable. You can sign up for free at aliveandactivewellness.com forward slash momentum or swipe up on your show notes and you'll find the link. Share this with your friends. Get a group together. Let's do this together. It's online. It's free. This has been, you know, we're coming out of a really tough year. And this is an opportunity to really integrate our mind, body, soul, and spirit. You know, as our bodies move, our minds renew. And so join us in the Momentum Challenge. It starts on January 11th. But whenever you're listening to this, it will be open and available to you. You'll get inside our app or online member area, daily accountability, access directly to CJ and I. So we look forward to seeing you on the inside. Go to aliveandactivewellness.com forward slash momentum. And we're excited to work with you. Welcome to this episode of Keep in Step with the Spirit. My name is Shelly Hitz with Alive and Active Wellness. And I'm so grateful that you have pressed play today. I am just so thankful for you and your willingness to move your body to join me in hearing and studying God's word and to be willing to open yourself to what God has for you today. So we're going to be studying 2 Corinthians 12, 6 through 10. And let me pray for you as we jump in to this topic. So Lord, thank you so much for what you're doing in each of our lives. Thank you that right now we're able to move. However we're moving, we're doing it right. Lord, thank you that this is a get to, not a have to. Lord, thank you that you've created our bodies to move, that everything works better when we move, and that we can also be renewing our minds. We're creating new brain cells. We're depositing your word your truth into those brain cells. We're renewing our mind as we move. And so Lord, I just pray that transformation would happen as we surrender ourselves to you. And I pray this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. So we're going to be focusing on 2 Corinthians 12, 6 through 10. Let me go ahead and read this for you out of the New Living Translation. If I wanted to boast, now this is Paul speaking, He says, if I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth, but I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit 
beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses, in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You're probably most familiar with that last sentence, for when I am weak, then I am strong. And you know, it's interesting, I was digging into this scripture over the last week or so, and the thing that just kept coming to my mind is what is weakness? You know, he talks about that God's power works best in our weakness. So he said, I'll boast about my weakness so the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses. When I am weak, then I am strong. So it's really just like this theme of weakness. And what is that weakness? I mean, I think sometimes we can think of it as different things. And when I looked at the Greek for that word, it's asthenia, and that means feebleness of mind or body, frailty, disease, infirmity, or sickness, And it can also mean want of strength, weakness, infirmity. So of the body, health, or sickness, or of the soul. To understand a thing, to do things great and glorious, to restrain corrupt desires, to bear trials and troubles. And I like using the Blue Letter Bible to do a deeper study on a word. And that word for weakness, that Greek word, asthenia, it's used 24 times in the New Testament and typically refers to a physical infirmity, a disease, or a sickness. So it appears that, at least in this particular instance, Paul's really referring a a little bit more to a physical weakness, maybe even a diagnosis, and yet, The definition means it can be a feebleness of mind or a body, you know, a weakness of the body or the soul. So it can be something in your mind or in your soul that can be a weakness as well. But some scholars think that Paul's thorn in the flesh that he was referring to could have been failing eyesight, which then required him to to depend on others to write letters for him. Now, I'm in my mid-40s now, and honestly, right now, I'm wearing my glasses to see my notes. (laughs) Anyone else have, you know, have your readers? And then I ended up buying, I think, like five or six pair of these reading glasses. You know, they're pretty inexpensive. 
I ended up buying a whole bunch of them and then I have a pair everywhere that I need them around the the uh, you know condo it's like I have one on my art desk one by my <laughs> work desk one on the coffee table one on the end table by my chair you know <laughs> one in my purse <laughs> and I can understand you know if Paul was having failing eyesight you know when you're a writer I'm also a writer you need your eyesight a lot and so you'll you'll hear him saying that different people you know were helping him to write the letter that he was writing at the time and you know he had to to depend on other people now it could have been another weakness we don't know for sure but you know many times when there is some kind of weakness that we're dealing with it requires us to depend either on others or to depend on God and if that if his thorn in the flesh was failing eyesight then that did require him to have to depend on others so I find it interesting too the thing that kind of stuck out to me as I was reading this is you know in verse 7 it says that um, you know, to keep me from becoming proud, I was given this thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. So he repeats that twice, to keep me from becoming proud. And, you know, there is definitely an issue with pride that that is one of the biggest sins that we can struggle with. And, um, you know, he, he was, he said it was given to him to keep him from becoming proud. This thorn, um, the word for thorn in the Greek, it means stake. So it's, it's like a tent stake. So it's more than just a mild little irritant. You know, this is like putting your stake in the ground. It's like a tent stake. It's not like a teeny tiny little thorn. <laughs> and so it probably was something fairly, you know, fairly big for, for Paul. You know, um, many times throughout scripture, it talks about God opposing the proud, but giving grace to the humble. You know, we see this in Proverbs 3:34, James 4, 6, 1 Peter 5, 5 to 6. And, you know, pride and accomplishments are celebrated in our culture, and yet they separate us from God. You know, if, you know, we're often given a pat on the back for, you know, you know, having all this pride and the accomplishments and being able to do these things. And we're, we're celebrated for our strengths. We don't want the weaknesses. We don't want to talk about our weaknesses. You know, on social media, a lot of times it's the highlight reel. And I think that's human nature. <laughs> God has asked me to share openly and vulnerably with you about my life. And, you know, I go into more detail, you know, of my testimonies in the workout videos but as I share with you, it's not usually easy. <laughs> it's not something that I necessarily want to share. 
those weaknesses or the things where I struggled or I failed or I messed up or, you know, and yet it's showing the power of God. And then what he, he was able to do in my life. You know, so often we are just resisting our weakness. Dr. Caroline Leaf says, you know, when we resist something, it persists. You know, we, when we resist it, whereas when we embrace a negative issue in our life, when we embrace our weakness, when we embrace something, she said it actually releases and weakens that toxic thought or that toxic issue in your brain. And they've studied this, that <laughs> your thoughts are real things in your brain and that if we just try to resist it and forget about it and push it under the rug and not talk about it, it actually persists. But when we get real with ourselves and with God and when we embrace those weaknesses, then those toxic thoughts and those issues, it, it, it loosens its hold in our brain and it can be replaced with something better. And so I just wanna encourage you today that God resists the proud, he opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. When we really come to him and have that humility, that miracles can happen, that his power is able to work through us, that so much can happen when we are willing to be weak, when we are willing to give up control, when we are willing to embrace the hard things, when we are willing to, to, to acknowledge that we can't do it on our own, that we need to depend on someone else, or we need to depend on God first and foremost. I'm gonna re read this scripture again, and as I read it, I want you to ask the Lord to highlight a word or phrase for you. And then we're just gonna kinda go through the scripture with Lectio Divina and help you just to absorb it into your soul. <laughs> just like is when you eat a meal and you're absorbing those, those nutrients, those vitamins and minerals and all of the micronutrients and macronutrients into your body, you are able to also absorb God's word into your soul. So I think I'm just gonna start off with verses six to seven, and we're, we're just gonna study those first, and then we'll move on to the final verses eight to 10, because it's a lot to digest at once. It's almost like when you take too big of a bite, it's hard to actually chew it and <laughs> digest it. So let's go through verse six and seven, and prayerfully ask the Lord, what word or phrase stands out to you? If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth, but I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, 
I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. What word or phrase is standing out to you? I'm going to read in the message translation. And as I do, I want you to allow God to speak to your heart in a deeper way. What feelings and emotions arise in you? Engage all the senses and the eyes of your heart, your godly imagination. What do you experience and observe? It says, if I had a mind to brag a little, I could probably do it without looking ridiculous. And I'd still be speaking plain truth all the way. But I'll spare you. I don't want anyone imagining me as anything other than the fool you'd encounter if you saw me on the street or heard me talk. Because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so I wouldn't get a big head, I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. Satan's angel did his best to get me down. What he, in fact, did was push me to my knees. No danger then of walking around high and mighty. (laughs) So good. One thing I really liked about this particular translation is it said Satan's angel did his best to get me down, but what he in fact did was push me to my knees. How many of you know that so many times our weaknesses or our trials or the hardships or troubles that we go through, it drives us to God because we have to depend on him, right? (laughs) And so, you know, they talk about, um, they talk about different people in the military, soldiers, and how they often are praying so much more because their life is on the line but it pushes us to our knees and to God. Okay, now I'm gonna read it in the amplified version. And again, I want you just to soak it in, ask God for a deeper revelation of what he's saying to you through these verses. If I wish to boast, I, I will not be foolish because I will be speaking the truth, but I abstain from it so that no one will credit me with more then is justified by what he sees in me or hears from me. Because of the surpassing greatness and extraordinary nature of the revelations which I receive from God, for this reason, to keep me from thinking of myself as important, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment and harass me to keep me from exalting myself. What do you experience and observe? What emotions arise in you? One thing that God is just saying to me is that sometimes I don't see how dangerous pride is. 
sometimes I don't always recognize it. I don't always see it. And yet, you know, I am like a two-year-old, two-year-old kicking and screaming, you know, when a trial comes, when, you know, I'm dealing with a weakness or as the message translation said, a handicap. But uh, that thorn in the flesh, those things that are tormenting and harassing me, and I don't want them. I don't want the hardships. I don't want the weaknesses. And I'm like that two-year-old, you know, having a temper tantrum. You know, that's kind of the picture I get sometimes, like, you know, the temper tantrum. And yet God is like, Shelly, this is exactly what you need so that you can stay humble and so that you can have the power of me running through you and I can't always see it in the moment, but it's given to me for my good, right? So that I don't get caught up in pride and self-sufficiency, so that I do depend on God. So what do you sense God saying to you through this scripture? How is he calling you to respond? going to read it one more time in the New Living Translation. What is God specifically saying to you right now through this scripture and how is he calling you to respond? Remember, this is not a one-way conversation. This is a two-way relationship. God's word is him speaking to us and then we have an opportunity to respond and speak back to him, but also through our lives, through our actions. You know, it says, you know, faith without works is dead. We are living out our faith every day through our actions. And it's a way that we can respond back to God in that two-way relationship. So what do you sense God saying to you? And how is he calling you to respond? Here's the verse again. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth but I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Say a prayer to God right now, a prayer of how you will respond to this scripture. just like, Lord, I want to embrace those hard times too. I don't want to just embrace the good and the easy and the the blessings, but also, you know, it's like when we train our bodies, when we do strength training, we, you know, there's some pain, right? Because we're, we're, you know, building our muscles, we're tearing them down and building them back up. And there might be some soreness, but we're getting stronger as we go through the training and many times God is walking us through things in life that are are 
for our good and they're making us stronger. And yet so many times I still want to resist those things. So my prayer was just that God would help me to embrace everything that he has for me. This side of heaven, one day in heaven, we won't have the pain. We won't have the thorn of the flesh. We won't have the trials and hardships. Amen. Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> we have so much to look forward to, my friend. So much to look forward to. So let's go ahead and finish. We're going to read um, verses 8 through 10. This is the New Living Translation. Three times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So what word or phrase is standing out to you? I just find it so interesting. It's like this whole dichotomy of power and weakness. This whole opposite, you know, of like power and weakness, power and weakness. And yet the power comes through the weakness, right? And it comes from Christ. And every time it says Paul asked God to take it away, three times he says, I begged the Lord to take it away. Every time he says the same thing. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So I'm gonna go ahead and read this in the message translation. I want you to ask God again to help you to just absorb this in a deeper way that, um, you know, to, to bring in all your senses, what feelings and emotions are arising. What are you experiencing and observing? How would you feel if you were Paul in this moment? What would be going through your mind? How would that feel? And may, maybe you do have a physical ailment right now that you're dealing with. So this is the message. At first, I didn't think of it as a gift and begged God to remove it. Three times I did that. And then he told me, my grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift it was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks, I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. What is God saying to you through this? I liked how he said, I didn't think of it as a gift at first. <laughs> you know, 
My goodness, yes, so many times when we have these trials and these issues that we're going through, we don't think of it as a gift. So I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. And I think that's a huge mindset shift. You know, in the workout I talk about, one of my biggest physical weaknesses has been, you know, having a miscarriage and my body not being able to give birth to children. And I did not see it as a gift at first. I was overwhelmed with grief and loss. And all I could focus on was what I didn't have and what my body couldn't do. And yet, just like it says here, I quit focusing on the handicap. So I quit focusing on what I couldn't do. And I began to focus, what can I do? You know, and I began appreciating the gift and what God has shown me personally. And I don't understand it all. I don't, I'm not pretending to have an answer for everything or why things are happening the way they are in my life or in your life. But God has shown me and he's, he's, he's spoken this to me, you know, I sensed it, not in an audible voice many times that because of the fact that we haven't had children, we have the gift of time. And with that gift of time, because I had this mindset shift, because I was able to shift from focusing on what I didn't have and focusing on the handicap. And I began to appreciate that gift of time. I have been able to do things that I never thought were possible and God's power has been working through me. I've written and published over 40 books. (laughs) I've created and published over 25 art classes. You know, I mean, now I'm doing workouts. I mean, there's thing after thing after thing. I'm running and operating an academy for writers around the world. I mean, I would have never imagined in a million years. I could have stayed paralyzed. I guess that was my point. I could have stayed paralyzed in self-pity and overwhelming emotions. I very easily could have gotten stuck there. And yet I chose to quit focusing on the handicap and begin appreciating the gift. So what do you sense God saying to you today through the scripture? How is he calling you to respond? What is your weakness? What is the insult or hardship or persecution or trouble that you're going through right now? I'm going to read this one more time in the Amplified Version. And this time I I want you to really think about what is God saying to you and how is he calling you to respond? Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might leave me, but he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available, regardless of the situation, for my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. So I am well pleased with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, and with difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak in human strength, 
then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. So good. Just going to end with some time in silence for you to just say a prayer to God right now. If you can't say it out loud, commit to God what you sensed him saying to you today in these scriptures. And then I will close us in prayer. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is alive and active, that you are speaking to us even right now. And I pray that you would continue to help us to to really live out what this scripture is saying in our lives, that when we, we face weaknesses and trials and hardships and issues in our lives, that God, we would, instead of resisting them, instead of complaining, instead of getting stuck in self-pity, God, we would start focusing on you. We would embrace the weakness. We would embrace the trial. And then we would give it to you. We would allow your power to flow through it, your power to be seen in it. And Lord, that we would allow ourselves to to receive your strength in it. Lord, we thank you right now that you are bigger than everything that we face right now. And whatever we're going through, that you are using it, that you never waste anything in our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen.